Thanks for tuning in to the Entertainment News Break on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone, just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. everybody man hope everybody's having a great uh tuesday yes sir how is your how is your tuesday going there justin as i try to form man i had to work earlier so it wasn't the greatest day in the world yeah yeah i hear you i've been out driving around all day doing all sorts of stuff myself but um i'm ready to get into it and start talking about some entertainment news with you here tonight justin yeah, let's do it. Uh, normally, we start off with the box office, but we actually had some like news drop pretty soon. And since this yeah. is called Entertainment News Break, uh, we want to just start off with Might that well before break. we kick into the box office. Might as well break some news here. Yeah, I think uh, this one is certainly worth talking about right off the bat. Because again, as Justin <laughs> mentioned, it just happened earlier today. And that's uh, Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland, who has been uh, let go from his position by Adult Swim. This was broken by the Hollywood Reporter. This is following domestic abuse charges against Royland. Uh, Royland, obviously, as you know, is the, the co-creator, but he's also the voice of both Rick and Morty. Uh, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, Boomerang, Senior VP Communications. Uh, Marie Moore said in a statement Tuesday that Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Royland. Um, that however comes in the middle of, uh, not even halfway through a massive 70 episode order for Rick and Morty, obviously a very popular show, something that uh, has a very hardcore kind of fan base. Uh, it looks like sources are saying that Rick and Morty will plan on continuing. Uh, Royland's voices roles will be recast. Uh, Royland will always be credited as co-creator. But now fellow co-creator Dan Harmon will, will be the lone showrunner. So uh, this is big news here. Obviously, if you're a fan of this show, uh, I'm a fan of this show. I love Rick and Morty. But, you know, my, my thoughts on it are, you know, they're kind of in a tough position with him. And domestic abuse charges are no joke, especially in the day and age that we live in. And it sounds like, you know, he, he, he may have been uh, guilty of some pretty serious things. So... That remains to be seen, but in the meantime, you know, this is this is the kind of thing you would sort of expect to happen. As much as I love this show and I love what he contributed to those voices, 
If you go on TikTok, there's like a hundred dudes that do an incredible spot on Rick and Morty impression. So I think that, you know, they should maybe scour the internet a little bit and find one of these guys that can just, you know, it sounds exactly like Roiland and they'll be all set. But uh, yeah, what do you think about this, Justin? The biggest thing here is uh, I never really like got into the Rick and Morty because I knew something like this would happen. No, I did not. I, was just, <laughs> I did not know something like this would happen. You had a, but a premonition. I never really just... jumped into the thing. I never really got into it, but it's probably a show that I probably would like or whatever, but I just never like, you know, just single father working, you know, I have to kind of pick my shots, you know, when stuff like the last of us and the, uh, the house of dragons and stuff like that. And, and even Andor, and then coming up Mandalorian, those are going to be the shows that are on my radar that I going to watch when they release and everything else. The biggest thing with this is like this. I do not like, uh, just, uh, reactions just based off of like things that happen and occur. Right. Like, so I'm not one of these people that are like, Oh wait. So, he got charged with this. Oh my God. He's automatically a bad person. He automatically did it. I'm innocent until proven guilty. Hardcore. Like everybody should have their time in court and everything else. Now we'll say like in a position that they're in, for instance, that when it comes down to it, that when something like this happens, you have to kind of like uh, react to a certain point, right? You have to say something, make some kind of statement or whatever, at least like you're paying attention to the whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just don't want to uh, jump the gun. I see a lot of people that jump the gun on a lot of things, right? And then, like, they turn out to be wrong because they made their decision without knowing all the facts. Now, it's also according on to, like, how this case is. Like, when he got caught, they may have had a meeting with him over the phone or even in person and, like, said, hey, just be honest with us. Did you do this or did you not? He may have already told them, like, yeah, I committed this crime or whatever, right? Or it's so red, it, it's so like open book, right? Like there are some things that when you get the facts, they're open and shut, right? Like they, there are some things out there that are pretty clear cut. And if it's that clear cut, I don't mind them making a thing. I just don't want this to happen. This big decision. Oh, you're fired. Get out of here. And then it turns out that like, it's not what it seems to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and that's one of those things I just don't like, uh, jumping the gun on these type of things just because like you never know uh there's things right. that happens out there all the time that like we think is one way and then it turns out to be not as bad or it turns out to be a totally opposite way you know what i'm saying like if the the court of public opinion because of how fast people react or usually they have it wrong about 90 percent of the time right there's 10 percent that they jump on something they really let their thoughts be known out there on the twitterverse or online social media and everything else and they happen to be uh, right or whatever <clears throat> but there are times where they're wrong and a decent amount of times they are wrong like i said whether it's they're completely wrong or it's not as bad as what everyone out there seemed to make it yeah and this case isn't totally over yet uh Rome is expected to return to court on april 27th so maybe they'll rule in his favor and he'll prove to be innocent and this decision will be like well, well you know looking back in hindsight might not be as as you know, necessary, but I think, as we said, like from, from their point of view as a business, as a network, you know, they kind of have to make a statement and they have to make a decision based on just, you know, any employer will do that. You know what I mean? Like most, most places you employed and you're going through domestic abuse charges, they're probably going to, you know, let you go or, or, or at least release you 
you know, for uh, suspend you for a period of time. So my thing yeah, is, again, is like, yeah. well, I was just going to say, it doesn't hurt as a business to come out and make a statement like you just said, right? Like, hey, we're looking yeah. at this. Uh, we're looking at this. We're performing even our own investigation into it to find out what we can. Uh, the law has already been enacted. Like we're going to go by what they say and stuff and the information that they give us. And we're going to keep a close eye on this. Everything for Rick and Morty is paused right now and on hold until we get the information that we need to make decisions. That's a good statement, right? That means that you know and that you care and everything else. Yeah. But you make your, you set yourself up to look super dumb if you have to come back and try to rehire the guy after you fire him because you jumped That's the gun. True. But like I but, said, this particular situation hmm. may be open and shut. Like there are a few times like, you know, Maybe uh, you get caught stealing and the cops were right there and saw you doing it. Like, okay, I don't have to wait for any more information. That's open and shut case. You got caught red handed with your hand in a cookie jar kind of thing. Right. So sometimes those things happen. Right. And, and, and maybe because like he works on the show and stuff, maybe there were other people at this house or location. Cause I don't know all the details that saw what happened. And they're like, yo, Hey dude, man, he did what they say he did. Like, and, and if you have witnesses and stuff like that, that's coming out to collaborate the story and everything like, yeah, go ahead. Do the, do the thing where you go ahead and get rid of them. That's a pretty good move. But I'm just saying, if you don't have all the information, it ain't going to hurt your business just to come out and make a statement that protects you in the long run. Yeah. But then the other thing I would add to that, again, it's all just kind of speculation, but maybe yeah. they're under contract to produce a certain amount and have the 70 episode order to produce a certain amount by a certain time. So instead of, waiting until this stuff pans out it's like well looking like it's kind of not play out in his favor so we'll, we'll hire somebody new to voice the characters so we can complete the episodes on time and keep re releasing the rick and morty seasons not have any delays in the production schedules basically what i'm saying that's another thing you i mean factor in. to me in these situations i never understood why they don't that they don't use the the old thing like especially in sports they'll do it and stuff like suspension without pay so you're not paying the guy He's suspended until further notice. You don't really have to fire him per se. He's still kind of like in the picture in case things turn around, but he's not getting paid. Uh, he's not interacting with the team at the moment. Yeah, but he's suspended. He's but in the NFL, away. he's got backup people that can come in and play his position. Where in this case, sure, but that, this is the voice of the main him, characters. So they can't like, again, this would delay production to suspend him. But so, right, just like that's in the NFL though. Just like an NFL, if one of your quarterbacks were suspended for some reason, you bring in another quarterback to fill that spot, right, just in case you need them. In this case, you could do the same thing. You suspend him without pay and then go ahead and bring in one of those guys, like you said, that does the voices really well, impersonations or whatever, to, like, come in and start and doing who what got to do until maybe, they figure out. Maybe he'll be proven innocent and they'll go with somebody else for a while and then they'll end up bringing him back. I mean, who, who knows? Like, I think this is one of those things where – we don't have a lot of inf we don't have like all the information so we need to kind of wait and see how it all goes down but as of now i think we can expect somebody new to come in and voice rick and morty and most likely so that the series can continue and they can put out the next season i think it's usually like around the fall so like fall of 2023 is when you get the next season of rick and morty with the new actor or actors depending on what they do but yeah i i any other final thoughts on this before we move on no, nah, man, I mean, I pretty much covered everything I wanted to say. I just, like I said, I, the court of public opinion and that kind of thing, I think we need to start getting away from that. Uh, and I, I see things are starting to, like, people are starting to get tired of it anyway. Like, they're actually starting to fight back against it now uh, yeah. when it comes to and stuff. Like, like, I know I saw. A, yeah. 
There's a difference no, between like say, trial trial yeah. by Twitter and actual trial by court. This is like an actual well, trial it's like by court. People trying to force other opinions on you. Like one of them here recently actually has to do with entertainment. So I'll just bring it up and it kind of coincides with this just a little bit. It's like when you have uh, the new game, the Harry, the Harry Potter game, the new Harry Potter game's coming out, right? And you got the J.K. Rowling thing, right? It's perfectly fine for you to be a fan of the series or like not be a fan anymore because of J.K. Rowling and not want to go buy the game because you don't Either want to way. support that. Yeah. That's perfectly fine for you to have those decisions. You if have you don't the right like to what have J.K. Rowling says. Yeah. Don't, uh, uh, you know, use the power, your, the power that you have with your pocketbook and don't buy the game. But for you to go on places and try to make other people feel guilty and force your look, your your outlook and your opinions and force your way of thinking on the others, like that right there is where the line gets crossed. Stop trying to like try to force your opinions on others or try to like uh, force like some kind of agenda on others because not everybody thinks of that agenda as important and whatever, right? Some people just love Harry Potter and they want to have fun playing a game and escape. They don't they don't want to care about like anything else. And I got news for you when it comes to stuff like that. If you want to say, oh, I'm not going to do this for whatever reason, I guarantee you that you're using something that something bad's happening with, right? Whether it be like somebody with a political view or whether it be stuff like your shoes are being made in a third world country where they're paying these little kids like one cent for a whole day of work, you know, that kind of thing. But you're wearing those that shoes. That, that still yeah. goes on in some places in this world. Exactly. Anyway. Like, but you're wearing those shoes or you're doing those things or you're, uh, I'm uh, doing things with Amazon that I guarantee you there are crappy people that work there. You're supporting crappy people. And that's a sad part of life, to be honest with you. But yeah, that's Dude, all I can't I got. defend the guy. The guy that owns that company is like, I think the considered the first ever trillionaire. It's like, nobody should have that kind of money. I'm sorry. Like, it, yeah. Man, I anyway, I, what way I, the way I grew up, if I went in there and I went to a grocery store and saw some lady, with a couple of kids and I see her buying like the cheapest stuff that she can just to get some food for her kids. Like I just walk up and be like, here's 10 grand, like buy whatever you need, stock up yeah. for the rest of the year kind of thing. Like that's what I would do. I, I couldn't sit there with all that kind of money, but some people can and they love doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll move on to our, our next topic, which is what we normally start, bit, start with, but we got the week box office here to talk about and uh, definitely a little bit of a slower week. However, um, we we did have the big story, I think, the, the, that's notable here, which is that Avatar The Way of Water has now pulled over the $2 billion mark uh, worldwide. Uh, right now stands at $2.028 billion. So most likely going to go down as one of the top grossing films of all time. Oh, it, it, no debate about it, it is. And, uh, you know, despite that, I think that the, the box, box office was a little bit slower this week. You know, Avatar still number one. And then the other thing was like you had uh, Puss in Boots go up to the number two spot and Megan yep. go down to the number three. So Horror um, movies and stuff like that's not going to have this extreme amount of legs on it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to get two, three weeks of good stuff coming in. So it's, it's, it's not a surprise that some more families went out and saw Puss in Boots with their kids and stuff like that. Yeah, so obviously exactly. that, but Megan's still strong at number three and they're like yeah. third or fourth weekend in the, in the thing going up, you know, in the theaters at the same time of a big blockbuster like Avatar, I think still kind of surprising to me. 
uh, that they're hanging in there. Uh, we actually have some news about that movie here coming up uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that is I do want to say this about Avatar. I want to put an asterisk next to that number because I know it's probably going to like break records. It's probably going to end up beating uh, the top, you know, movies out there. It's over 2 billion now. I, I think there's only like what, one or two movies that's ever even crossed the 2 billion yeah, mark. It's like uh, Titanic, Endgame, uh, and the first Avatar, the other one. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing that I kind of want to put an asterisk on is like the one thing I like to look at is uh, domestic. They're still not even close right right now. I mean, they're getting up there. They're almost at six hundred million, but there's still a decent amount. Fucking below, internet. Like the, the, can you hear me? Yeah, but there's. I can still hear you. Yeah, you you can you get here. You're just choppy. You can still be heard. It's choppy. I, All right. Yeah, finishing my thought here real quick is like that. The thing about that is is like they're about six hundred million. There's still a decent amount like with the best ever like domestic total, which is something I look at as well. So they're making a lot of money away from the domestic which includes like if i'm not mistaken north america and canada maybe mexico i'm not real sure but i know it's north america and canada numbers are put in the domestic total so like that is one of those things i'm kind of looking at right like oh yeah they're making this movie whatever it's good uh, and everything else but it's making like a crap ton of money outside of the united states outside of our era right it's over there in the Mm -hmm. other countries where it's making a lot of money yeah Definitely. You can certainly do that. And like, think about it, like a ticket to see this in IMAX, like I paid $22 or something. So it's not like, you know, a $5 ticket, like, it, you know, maybe was back in the day with some of these other movies that still hold up, you know, just for inflation. So, um, yeah, I think the other thing here quickly is that uh, it made just about $20 million over the weekend. So I think less people going to the theater this week and this weekend, um, which, you know, if you, oh. hello, I'm here. Yeah, you're still there. Can you hear me? You're still okay. there. I'm hearing you fine. Got um, people, Maybe less people going to the movies this week because you got football on, you got The Last of Us on, you got Ferris Muthana on to help save me from my awful internet connection. What's going hey, on, good, Dagan. <laughs> I'm doing good, Dagan. I'm doing good. I can hear you perfectly. I can hear you perfectly fine, Dagan. Audio's yeah, coming we've been able to hear you. your video okay. is chopping up. Audio's gotcha. going perfectly. Gotcha. Well, that's good yeah. to know. Um, any thoughts on Avatar crossing the $2 billion mark? That's pretty wild, huh? No, not really. Um, I never bet against James Cameron, James Cameron box office-wise. Yeah, you'd be dumb. Like, I, I, I don't. I just don't. <laughs> the man is the man is doing something right. And um, here's the thing, too. Like, during, you know, when he re-released Avatar, he re-released Avatar in a specific country because he knew that country was going to make him money, he released it in China. So, like, yeah. this is a this is a worldwide movie, like, specifically. Like, you know, you know, I think domestic box office-wise, like you said, Avengers, and I think some other films are, like, higher than him. Of course, uh, Awakens. That's the other one. Force, Force Awakens is 900 and something yeah. million dollars. It's still domestic. 300 and something I think, million I think most of the Star Wars films domestically make more money an avatar avatar is an international film it, it it it's making most of its money on the world stage as well as you know if we you know like Dagan said adjust the inflation if we adjust the inflation it's still not the highest grossing film ever if we adjust the inflation right. it's still gone with the wind cuz gone with the wind sold the most tickets right. ever ever so if you if you count those it's like tickets the only thing in theaters for like a decade 
Yeah, yeah you gotta think about it. Go to the movies. Go to your movies, and your options are Gone with the Wind or like some weird. Uh, vaudevillian like silent film yeah. you know but that part yeah, of it, it don't matter just think also about it. too i just want to point out movie made because back then you know tickets for a movie was a quarter i know so right. like, so no yeah. exactly doesn't so it sold but still a quarter was a lot of money back then like a yeah. quarter is a lot of money you know it was like like the court yeah. no not yeah so like but it sold the most tickets ever it's still the most sold tickets movie of all time so if we count those tickets and compare it to the modern day ticket of now which is like an average of what like 15 bucks you know some some sell at seven some sell at 20 it's like an average of like 15 bucks so 15 bucks on average and you selling you've sold the most tickets ever in history you still make you still make the most money as well as to james cameron you know he's a great marketer he played us he said you guys have to watch the first avatar movie he kept yelling at us you have to watch it in 3d you have to you have to guys you have to and everyone went saw it in 3d 3D was an extra three to four dollars, right? And he made three to four extra more dollars on every ticket. And now it's like, no, no, guys, 3D plus IMAX. You have you to, to watch see it, it in IMAX both. 3D. You have to and see it's 22, $22 a ticket it's like instead 20, of 15. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I like the first Avatar film. I do. You guys know where I watched the first Avatar film? In my living room. On a lesser... It wasn't even a. It wasn't even a great entertainment system. Take that, James it. Cameron. Take literally, that. Literally, bro. Literally, like you didn't have to do M two. My eyes don't register three D, so I was never gonna watch it in three D anyway. So <laughs> who gives a shit? So like, I still liked it. I still liked it. You know, it, you know, it was a like. There are times when you ask James Cameron, like, "Hey, why did you do this in this film?" He's like, "Cause I liked it. I it looked cool. Cause I wanted to put it in my movie." Like, that's why it's in my film. Sometimes you need to have a... Sometimes it's just... It looks great. Looks dope. There's, yeah. It, here's it looks the dope. thing with James Cameron. Probably there's now, no purpose, but it looks awesome. Yeah, here's the thing with James Cameron. It's not all of his movies, but Avatar specifically, right? Yeah. It, it reminds me of the painting that you want to go see hanging up on the wall in a museum because it's, like, cool to be like, yo, I went and saw this on my own eyes. It's kind of cool to be able to say that, right? I did. Like, I actually oh, man, saw... This, I've seen Starry Night, which is really Right, cool. right. But this is, you like... Saw Starry this, Night? Yeah, this right yeah. here is super awesome to look nice. at. It's got it's a beautiful piece of art, Very right? Cool. But like you're not going there for the plot, for the story, for even the characters in a lot of ways. It's really just about the looks and all the cinematic things that he can do and film in that way, which is fine. Like that that is cool. Like if you love that stuff, go eat it up. But now like it's in contrast to something like that we've been reviewing on the channel and stuff for instance where it's totally opposite to me. It's got some good looks to it as well. But the main thing is like the story and the characters and stuff and The Last of Us, the show on HBO Max right now mm -hmm. that we've been reviewing. Like, you know, that's the got more design, substance the, to it. That's the set got, design in the, but the set design in episode two was pretty phenomenal. No, yeah, that, no, I agree. But like the thing, like I'm trying to so say is, is like it's got more to sink your teeth into like complex characters and all this stuff and like mm -hmm. everything going on. Whereas in like something like Avatar, you don't get that as much, but you get the other part, like super good, right? You get how it's filmed, how it's shot, and all this stuff, like, super great. Which, like I said, it was just fine. It's your cup of tea. You go see the movie. You're paying the money for the movie. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you you decide, like, what you like yeah. and what you enjoy. Yeah. I think we need to move on because we got somebody on the line that we want to bring on for our next conversation. So, um, we're going to we're gonna move the, the show over here. As much as I love this discussion about James Cameron, I could talk talk about him and shit on, shit on him and bury him all day. 
on the show, but um, don't get me just on, gonna, the, on the show to talk stuff. Don't do it. I, I, I'm going to move the show towards talking about something else that I would like to shit all over, and that is the Academy Awards. The 95th Oscars have been uh, the nominations have been announced. And uh, the internet has is very mad, as always. This is like kind of the yearly tradition. The nominations get announced. People yell and scream at each other about how something should have been on there, or how some some people should have shouldn't have been nominated, and it just goes on and on and on in a vicious cycle. But this year, uh, the nominations are out, and I guys have actually not looked at these yet. I have spent the entire day. I know, like maybe a couple. Things I haven't here seen it either. But I have not. So this is a live reaction here. A live reaction. Let's see how angry I get um, uh, to to the the nominations. So I'm going to read off the nominations at least in the, the like the main categories. Um, I'll do actors, uh, director, we, best picture, uh, screenplays, and then we'll bring on our, our yeah. Guests well, I was going to say our phone. caller specifically yeah. wanted to talk about this. You want to go ahead and let him come on as we're like talking about the the Oscars in general. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll read off the nominations, uh, but we can bring him on actually anytime. Yeah, we'll we'll bring him on right now. Uh, it is, it is Roby hashtag free Roby Robert Fishbeck on the line. We're gonna do a live reaction here with you. I haven't seen any of these. Ferris hasn't seen any of these, so we're gonna do it here live with you. I, I haven't seen any of these either because I most of the time don't. Give wow, a crap. So three of us. So the only one here that that actually knows are is Rob. Yes. This is true. I actually just got off the air. I found your found you guys were live because I just got done doing a show uh, over on my channel. But uh, yes, I'm here to talk Oscars. So you guys go ahead and do your thing. Let's do it. Oh. I will kick. Yeah. Go ahead, Ferris. No, no, no. I was just saying I'm I'm ready to react because let's do it. It's it's clear that uh, some omissions happen, and I think I think okay. some of this anger is justifiable because. They they've been doing this for literally since forever, and it's literally starting to just it's 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 sickening it's to be ridiculous. honest. Yeah, it's well, getting we'll, ridiculous. We'll, we'll we'll have a chance to to shit all over the academy uh, at the end once we get through these nominations. But we'll start things off. We got actor nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for Banshees of Sharon, Brandon Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. I think this has got to be Brandon Fraser here. But uh, not a lot of surprises there. What? Um, I, I'm a little surprised. Um, I know nothing about After Sun and Paul Mescal. Oh, the first time I've ever seen Paul Mescal is when someone said he was being casted as that young boy from Gla for Gladiator Two. Um. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that I one, have, I, didn't, I didn't know about that one. I had never heard of living either. I love Bill yeah, Nye, I've, but dude, there's dude, there's some like the Oscars always do this every year. I'm sorry, like there was one year Gamble del Toro won like an Oscars for Shave of Water. I never knew that movie existed till the Oscars. They always do this. They always do this. And you know, I'm I'm a I'm a casual movie goer. You know, I the only film that I've actually watched on this list is Banshees of Enchi in uh, in Shining. Uh, no, ask me why. I think it was on HBO Max. And I Sheeran. saw Colin Farrell in Sheeran, in Sheeran, in Sheeran, in Sheeran. Um, yeah, I've watched, I've watched half of it. Um, I quite enjoy it. It's it's a good performance Sheeran. by Colin Farrell. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, someone made a joke where the alternative title for that movie is "The Irish Goodbye," 
because they're all Irish in the film, but it is okay. uh, that's the funny thing. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I've heard the whale isn't that good of a movie, it's just Brendan Fraser's just great in it. So that was my kind of take from it. I thought, yeah, yeah. again, performance is really good movie, but it was just it was just too much. It was like just too fucking that's a that's what I would yeah. say about it. Hey man, sometimes stories are gonna be like that though. So like sometimes yeah. you can't really base a movie technically on the story because basically, what if it's based on like I think that movie is kind of loosely based on some kind of like an actual event or something like that that occurred and whatnot. So like that story is got to be kind of held to like its own thing. But sometimes mm-hmm. you're gonna have a story that a lot of people just don't like because of the story itself. But like uh, the way the actor portrays the his particular part for where you know Brandon Fraser in this particular movie. Uh, can actually like still get some nominations because you could be like, damn, he did amazing. The story just wasn't that good, right? Like, uh, I just didn't that the story just didn't wasn't on a topic or something like that that I really felt like I really wanted to dive into. But I'm on, you know, when it comes down to these awards, man, I don't care. It's like I said earlier, you pay money to go see the movie, <laughs> yeah. and if you came out of there with a big smile on your face and you were happy at the movie and you thoroughly enjoyed it and loved talking about it, because this right here, we've talked about it. All year, Dagan, this was the year of horror films. Movies like X oh, yeah. and Pearl that were shot really good, had good Those movies at the top else. of my list. Even I don't care Black what the Phone. fuck the Academy says. Yeah, yeah, Black Phone and even like The Barbarian this year and everything else. Like, There's a lot of horror movies that were actually shot well, done well, acted well, like all that stuff. And I'm looking down the list and I don't see any of these movies. And they were like on some of the top of the charts like when we were talking about uh, different times in the box office and everything like in the top three top two uh sometimes even number one at the box office at the time and like none also of these too, movies it doesn't look like they got any love or whatever let me tell you you know what's that well that's rob his opinion right now but i want to drop something real quick i just like how like they didn't like nominate mia golf for anything and then the the academy literally tweets out how awesome she was this year i'm like look how you're like go 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 go, go screw yourself Sounds like we got Rob. somebody else trying trying to call in. Rob, this is what I, this is what I, yeah. Uh, on, yeah. Well, I was waiting for you guys to get done. So, Your based thoughts. on what you've said thus far, I have two comments. For one, best actor is definitely a three-legged race at this point between Colin Farrell, Austin Butler, and Brendan Fraser. It really is anybody's game at this point. It's just going to be who's going to take the nose when it comes to the end of the race. Um, but with what you guys are saying with horror movies, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you guys have said, but I will say this when it comes to the Academy Awards, first of all, the studios have to submit the films to even be looked at. And then historically, uh, the, the veil has become thinner and thinner over the last 10, 15 years with the fact that. You know, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it's kind of like not really a secret anymore in Hollywood that especially when it comes to like the animated features, Uh a lot of the people that are on the Academy don't even watch all of the films. They just check the box marked Pixar because they just, well, that one's probably the best or, oh, my grandkids really like that movie. Let's vote Uh for that one. Uh Okay, so you talk about somebody like Nia Goff again. I've still not seen Pearl, but she was phenomenal in X. Um, you know, and, and deserves, I think some recognition, I think horror movies in general deserve some sort of recognition for 2022. My biggest gripe with the Oscars was the fact that Nope 
was completely shut out in every category, which is, you know, it's like Jordan Peele maybe might not be everybody's favorite Jordan Peele film, but he made a great film that was a big step up production-wise. How much you bet they're going to put a bunch of fucking clips of Nope in that opening package? Like, you bastards. Probably, you know. <laughs> yeah, they might do that I right kinda, there. I kind of want to, Cinematography. I, no, I mean, they might do something like that end. too, but yeah. how is the Avatar uh, voted in for best picture? And like, it, that, it's not the best looking picture. It's the best picture, right? It's got to encapsulate everything. How in the world is that movie? Like, is, is that like, I'll tell you this much. Do y'all did, guys it get, think, did it get nominated for any like visual effects? I'm pretty sure. And it should like, and it probably should win all those to be honest with you. But the thing about it is, is like, how many, how many of you guys uh-huh. think that Avatar being one of the best picture nominees this year reflects on like maybe a year of not so great movies, especially for like movies you would take seriously, whatever, like trying to get an Academy Award. Does this mean that this year was a down year and not really that good? Didn't really have a lot of movies to pick from? Or do you think that the they just snubbed a couple of things out there that probably should have got more recognition? We'll start with you, Rob. Uh- yeah, Rob, what are your thoughts? So I'll, so I'll take the lead on this. So I think a few things. I think, first of all, the Academy loves James Cameron because he's James Cameron and spends has spent 13 years making this film, uh, probably even Sorry. longer. Oh, wait. Um, okay. I, I think the Academy likes the fact that, oh, here, oh, here's a movie that we can put on our list. Maybe some people actually watch our award show if we nominate a, a movie, a movie that's not another indie drama, right? Um, I mean, it's no secret, though. The biggest uh, I've said this a thousand times on my show. If you would have asked me a year ago if I thought Top Gun Maverick would be a, a really good movie, let alone be fucking nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards, I would have said you're crazy. But here we are. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, um, I kind of was going to save the, the general uh, the general uh, discussion of the Academy kind of for the end of this, uh, I, I want to move the show. I want to give the not the rest of the nominations here and t- talk about each one without the conversation getting too far off the rails. Cause we do have other people all in as well, guys. So um, hold, hold up until Rob is done and then we'll, we'll go back to you caller. Um, sorry. Sorry. This is what happens when you get Ferris, Rob all together hours. So uh, let's talk about nominations. The other, main now the, the discussion here um the best supporting actor brennan gleason banshees of Indian, i think uh brian tyree henry for causeway judd hirsch the fablemans and for banshees of that word that i can't pronounce again two now two nominations in best supporting actor for that movie and then kehu kwan for everything everywhere all at once uh that's any any surprises that st- stick out to you guys real quickly before we go on to the next one? Uh, hopefully I say the name right, Kehuyan. That guy right there, I just want to see him win because I got to see like one of his nominations that he won on one of these like earlier Golden ones, Globes. maybe like the Golden Globes or something like that. That guy's genuinely just awesome. Give that guy every award. I don't even care if he gets best pitcher as well. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even make a pitcher. Like, just give that dude the awards. I want to see that guy get on stage multiple times if he can to be able to speak and stuff like that, because he's like one of those few people that you see in the Hollywood that gives a good performance and everything, but also has a very good story and also has a lot of emotion and also makes you feel like, oh man, he's just a normal everyday dude. That's what I want to see. If I tune into the Oscars, 
even if I don't, I'll look up if, if he wins in that category, for instance, I'll definitely look up, you know, his speech to be able to watch afterwards on YouTube or something. Hell yeah. Short round, man. I want to see him win. I feel like he he's probably going to be the front runner in that category. Then we have best actress in a leading role. Kate Blanchett for Tar. Ana de Armas for Blonde. Ana de Armas, interestingly enough, having the one of the unique distinctions of being nominated for best leading actress and worst leading actress for the Academy Awards and the Razzies. Andrea Risenborough for Two Leslie. Again, never heard of that. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And then Michelle Yeoh for everything, everywhere, all at once. So, yeah, a couple like in there that people might not be too thrilled with. I heard a lot of bad stuff about Blonde. I haven't seen it, but um, anything else that sticks out to you guys? The omission of Viola Davis and Woman King. The omission, of, again, of Mia Goth. Uh, yeah, it's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is, this is the Academy, very separate from my own list. Yes. I hope in this category, Michelle Yeoh wins, and then she invites Quan onto the stage uh, when she uh, wins this award. They're both going to win. But uh, Rob, you have your final thoughts. Yeah, I was going to let Rob get his final thoughts on this so we can move on to the next caller. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, it comes down between Kate Blanchett for Tar and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere. I do think the momentum, especially with the political campaign of the whole the whole thing, it really is leaning towards Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. 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 All right. I hope they win not because right. of that, but because well, they made a great, unique movie, to be honest with you. Let's talk about uh, Best Supporting Actress and then our next caller call in here uh we got angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever hell yeah i'm I'm happy that that's uh that that's a thing there hong chow for the whale interestingly not sadie sink or samantha morton which i think were the better performances of the three supporting characters or supporting female characters in that film that's again just my opinion hong chow was also great carrie condon for banshees of inishirin jamie lee curtis for everything everywhere all at once and then stephanie stephanie hsu I am probably butchering that name as well. Also for everything, everywhere, all at once. So I'm happy to see everything, everywhere, all at once get the love. Um, but again, kind of bummed that there's no Mia Goth in here. I didn't expect her to get nominated, but that's my performance of the year, at least for uh, female performances. But you guys got anything on this? Uh, no, I'm just really happy that they... This I think, I think this is the first time... Uh, there is four Asian American nominees in acting categories, two in the supporting actress, one in the actor, supporting actor, and one in the lead actress. So, you know, shout 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 to representation. We, and yeah, you know, isn't too like, but here's the thing too, like it isn't just like here's a here's a, a um here's a bone we're throwing you. It's like, nah, these are pretty damn good performances. No, nah, but like uh that has been changing a little bit, I think, because we just had Parasite like win a big reward and stuff like that here recently and everything else. So mm-hmm. I do think the stigma of like say Asian actors and stuff like that starting to wear off a little bit and they're starting to get more recognition for some of the movies and films that they put out there. Uh to be honest with you. Now in this particular one, uh the only reason this is probably one of the few that I'm not gonna vote for everything all at once in because I hope. Well, actually, no, wait, no, no, it does. She, she, she's actually getting nominated for that movie, actually. But the main thing is Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, give it to her. May, that's that's paying homage to the horror films that got snubbed at this Academy Awards that I feel like, 
know, give it nah. to one of the give original screen queens, Jamie Lee nah, Curtis. Give it to I, I think, ahead, I think Stephanie is, I'm with Ferris on this. I think Stephanie was the better performance. Stephanie. As great yeah. as Jamie Lee Curtis it's, was. I'm not saying Honestly, Jamie Lee I would, Curtis. I would give it to, I would give it to Angela I'm Bassett. I'm saying give it to her. Me. Give it to her. You snubbed all the horror films. Let's give it to one of the original screen queens, you know, just for representation of the horror genre out there. I get that. I think the best performance out of all of these is as Angela Bassett. I mean, she's just my family is gone. Like just a, just incredible stuff there. That's a that's my personal vote. But I Rob Rob seems to think that Angela Bassett is a lock. So there you go. Maybe so. I thought that was okay. an amazing. Yeah, that would be groundbreaking because it would be the first like big award that a comic book movie would win. You know? No. Second. Yeah, like an action category. I think. No, you're right. it's the what second. The other one. Screenplay. Heath Ledger won. No. Heath Ledger won. Oh, yeah. oh, Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger won. Yes. Yeah. Heath but Ledger for the MCU, Joker. certainly. The MCU, yes, uh, but big, a comic book movie. Heath big Ledger won. The MCU so far. Yeah. I think Heath Ledger won Best Supporting Actor. Posthumously, because he died so. and wanted. So. He actually should have won lead actor because, like, he, he was. Yeah, the honest, Dark Knight is is the Joker. It's the Joker. Yeah, yeah, I, on, I, yeah. I, I I always I always tell everyone's like there's two Joker movies and like what do you mean what's the second one? It's like no, nah, the first one's the Dark Knight and the second one is the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Like the Dark Knight was all about the Joker. It was that's what it was. His name is escaping yeah. me right now, but I'm gonna be honest with you. The gentleman that played Thor uh, should have got uh, Chris I mean, Hemsworth, not Thor, but Thanos. Not no no Thanos. Josh uh, Brolin played Thanos. Yeah, Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. He should have actually got nominated for a supporting actor. That I agree. Played like. He hey, made Thanos fucking famous. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Brolin and uh, Key, uh, how do you say his name, Diggin? Key. Josh Brolin. K, no, no, K. 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 Who? Uh, K. Kwan. Is that right? K. Kwan. Yeah, K. Kwan. K. Kwan. K. Hoi Kwan. Yeah. K. Hoi Kwan. Uh, Josh Brolin and him. K. Kwan. The Goonies. They're the, the Goonies, nice. dog. Yes. The Goonies. Nice. But like yes, Josh Brolin made a purple man sexy, yeah. man. There's do the truffle shuffle, baby. Hey, do the truffle shuffle. K. Hugh Kwan. Yes. K. Hugh Kwan. K. Key Hugh Kwan. Key. Key Hugh Kwan. Key Hugh Kwan. Okay. Not how Who? it's spelled, but how it's pronounced. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. like all those tennis players. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, but moving on, we'll talk about our next big category here. We'll go to best original screenplay because this is like considered one of the big awards now. It's we called the Banshees Big Five. And, yep, Banshees and Sharon, Martin McDonough, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart, the Daniels, Fablemans, Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Tar by Tony Field and Triangle of Sadness. Again, that's something I've never heard of by Ruben Ostlund. I believe I'm pronouncing See, that now, correctly. Let me get this right year. before I make my comments yeah. here. The Why is no not here? Play, yeah. The best original screenplay is something that's not based Jordan on Peele anything, a book or anything, right? Like best original. original screenplay is just like from... a screenplay they wrote just to make a movie about. Yep. That's the case. Everything all at once should win this. That's the most original, just straight up yeah. screenplay that they didn't get off a book or anything else. That is the best story, period. Best original screenplay. This should be a lot for everything, everywhere, all at once because of the simple fact that that movie has so many things going on. And to write it originally for a screenplay and not even a novel, that is pretty amazing to be honest. Um, they, they okay, so unfortunately they can't win the, the, the famous Big Five, the Big Five thing because they don't have best actor. They have best supporting actress, 
best supporting actor, best actress, director, and best picture. They have five. So there's actually six. The other, the sixth one is best actor. They don't have the sixth. They have five out of the six of the of the famous of the famous try of the famous uh um five fingers of uh or six fingers of of great kind of like a grand slam but in the Oscars yeah. version yeah yeah it's kind of like a grand slam in the Oscars because in 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 the movie is there's no best supporting there's no best actor because it follows Michelle Yeoh who's the best actress um in this case and Ki Ki Hugh Kwan is the best supporting and I think Michelle I think Michelle wins I think Ki wins I think Michelle Yeoh wins so they have all three best actors went getting their statues and they can they can win best picture and they can win best director cuz you know how can you be best picture if you're not they best director They definitely should win this one. I don't I don't I don't even I think, think there's I, an argument here. I think they should win me. all five. I think so. It was in my top it was like my top 3 uh of the year mm -hmm. everything everywhere all at once. It's just a phenomenally well-made movie. Oh no, it's 7. But, my bad. That's 7. I apologize. That's 7. Yeah. I it would deserve so it. 6 out, of, I, six out of the 7. Like Six out of yeah. the seven. The other movies yeah. that were in my top three didn't get nominated, so um, I, that was the other would be my vote. Uh, Top Gun Maverick and uh, uh, X and Pearl, too, I guess, but I kind of almost count that as one movie. Top Gun, man, but I love me some Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick, I, like, yeah, that was not everything, nominated. Everything oh, no, it was nominated. It was nominated for Best Picture. We, we were going to get there. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, let's go to uh, best director next, though. Uh, we have Martin McDonough for Banshees of Inisherin, both the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. How do you Spirit for the oh. Fablemans? Uh, it's an interesting technique. I'm gonna need two for one. Uh, yeah, interesting. Like, like if the Russo brothers were nominated, it would be both of them, mm, or nah, like the Wachowskis. They're, they're brothers. Were well, the Wachowskis nominated together? I, I, Rob would, would know in the chat. Were the Wachowskis? No. I mean, they should be nominated together if they were like put together and worked as a team. If it was a 50 no, you split, so here's the thing you have to, um, so in, in Hollywood, the SAG, you have to submit a waiver to um, work as a tandem. You have to submit a waiver. So, and so if one of them, like as a tandem, right? Like the Coen brothers. Their brothers don't have to Cohen do that because they're brothers. The other one. So yeah. the brothers, the brothers don't have to do that because they're brothers. Joel and the Cohen Cohen brothers. Get, I've seen them get, yeah. get nominated together. Yeah. yeah. They don't yeah. have they don't have they to win, do a waiver because right? no, they won for for um for No Country for Old Men. No they Country won. for Old Men, yeah. 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 It was so both of them. They both got statues. It's like yeah, fam take a yeah, family split in half. Here, you get yeah, yeah. So family members, you don't have to submit a waiver to do directing together. So because they're brothers, the Russo right. brothers, the Cohen brothers, because they're family. Um, people like uh, Lord are and not brothers. They're not brothers. Right. Like Lord and Miller, like Lord and Middle Miller are a tandem, but they submitted they submitted a waiver to SAG, be like we're a tandem, and it was approved. Like like John Wick Probably is actually directed by here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they didn't they didn't submit their waiver, so they basically they basically split them up. I don't know why it's just dumb. It's the Academy being stupid again. Like technically yeah, the first yeah, so technically the first John Wick movie was directed by two people. Like when you look it up, you see the director's Chad Stahelski, right? That's incorrect, yeah. actually. It's Chad Stahelski and David Leach. They directed the film together. They directed one, two, and three together. But due to the fact that SAG, they they don't qualify for the waiver, they you, you can only have one director. So right. so Chad became the director. Leach became the producer. But they directed the film together. Yep. All three no, John Wick. Yeah. A bunch of weird stuff they do. It's it's it's, uh, it's weird. It's weird. Else. Yeah, it's weird. 
Yeah. It's kind of weird. But we also have Todd Field direct nominated for Tar and Ruben Ostland direct, uh, nominated for Triangle. Again, I've never heard of this Triangle Sadness movie. But dude, every year, um, man. Let's go. They, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Every year they, they do that. Every because year I don't do know if you're going to bring this one up. I got a quick comment that I want to make. Uh, one of my mo- most okay. disappointments of the Oscars and these nominations is in the best adapted screenplay area, and that's Black Phone. Black Phone should be on this list as one of the uh, movies nominated yeah. for best adapted screenplay. Uh, came from a book and a novel and a short story that was wrote by Joe Horn, which is actually Stephen King's son. Great adaption, great movie. Uh, I thought that was amazing and an awesome movie and everything that we got at the front part of the year. And for it not to be at least on the best adapted screenplay, to me, is just kind of crappy. But you can go ahead, Dave. Yeah. The other big snub that I see is that RRR was not, not nominated for Best International Film, which is, like, shocking to uh, me, uh, be, given have, that have, it was also nominated why. for Best Song. Yeah, why? Um, so Best International Film is a little different. Um, the countries have to submit their submissions. So the country submits a movie oh, on, on okay. their behalf. India didn't uh, submit RRR as their submission. So it's not a snub because mm. India did not submit it. So okay. India chose another film as a submission and and uh yeah what the hell is wrong with you india well you know what what a botch yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going i don't don't know what what was going through their mind so do you guys know that uh there are and like two billion of them is india what's up there are eight billion people on planet earth there are eight billion people on planet earth and two billion of those people are india Yes. Yeah, that's true. Two billion yeah. are in India. Yes. It's wild. Yeah. Just wild. Mm-hmm. I think my internet's yeah. starting to get worse, guys. I apologize. I may can I may watch me? a couple of these. Yeah, we can hear you digging. I may I may end okay. up watching some of these international feature films. I quite enjoy some watching them sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I I quite enjoyed Roma. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, people be like, yeah, it's boring. I was no, I quite enjoyed Roma. I liked watching it. So I may watch all quiet. I'm um, all quiet on the Western Front tonight. Or Argentina, I love some foreign films, but almost yeah. everyone that I love and search for is in the horror genre. Obviously, that's my favorite genre, as you can tell from the show mm-hmm. tonight. But I mean, uh, I watch a decent amount of films that come from other countries in the horror genre because it's cool to see. Like, you actually learn a lot more from a country's horror movies because, like, you usually find out like their kind of lore in that country, or in that kind of like their their folklore, their or their tales. Uh, their wise tales and stuff like that come in the horror genre a lot. So you can actually learn a lot about a country from that. But yeah, let's jump on these other times. Well, unless you got another nomination thing, Dang, and you want to bring up, well, uh, I was going to say, let's, let's well, rapid we fire this. Yeah, we didn't talk about the bad nominees. So I'll go through those really here. Now, obviously, uh, they, they don't have the, it used to be what, five, but they've, they've added a whole bunch over the years and everything. So um, I think we're at like, what, nine here? Of course, yeah, it was my, after the uh, it was after the Dark Knight controversy. Right, right. So we have uh, one, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten nominees here. Mm-hmm. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, Banshees of Inchirin, or Nishirin, S. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking, another movie I've never heard of. Bunch of movies I would have seen in there that were not there. I don't think you're the target audience, Dagan, on that one. 
but I don't think I'm the target. I don't think I'm the target audience for the Academy Awards in general. Is this just for fucking old people at this point? Fuck this Academy Awards. Who gives a shit? Who gives hey, a Dagan, rat's they're ass? They're throwing you a bone, dude. They're throwing Avatar Academy Awards. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to stay up for four hours. In a, You're a big music fucking- guy. They got Top Gun on here for your uh, high-flying enjoyment. They even threw Elvis on here for your uh, your music sensibilities. I don't And they've care, got Avatar Justin. on here for... I am not going nerds. to. I am not going to stay up for five hours in a row to watch. Oh yeah, a I never watched this. A Hollywood think... elitist dick measuring contest. Fuck. Yeah, there, there ain't no. Hey, I'm right. just you know in, you know what I'm just waiting for somebody to get assaulted again this year. You think who, who y'all think is gonna get assaulted this year? Who do y'all think it? You know what? I have a theory that um they're gonna come uh, one. It's not gonna be a real assault. It's gonna be like oh. I, Somebody I, got smacked. I think I, I think Tom Cruise is gonna get assaulted. Someone's gonna slap Tom Cruise. Are we gonna have a bet mm-hmm. on that over and under? We're gonna put bets down. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to find a famous person to get to get slapped again. <laughs> that over, shit was a under on that shit was wild. Under on how many uh, jokes are made throughout the evening? Um, but by, no one is like gonna Ricky get Gervais or somebody stupid hosting. I don't think they year. have a host. I don't think they have. Well, a host. they did that for a while, but they're actually. I thought they were going to have a host here. Oh, maybe. So my my you, internet. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Thank you. I always look it up the next day and be shocked, like the one year that they gave a nerd movie some credentials, and that's Return of the King. Like you know, what I'm saying they like, almost won everything. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. But you know that's few and far between. Yeah. Like I said, my kind of movies, have, my that, favorite that genres. That must have been Adelia's favorite day. Yeah, yeah, probably favorite year ever. But like my biggest thing is this: they don't really look at the genres that I like as much. So like that's why I don't care about it. If they gave all genres, I think a, a equal fighting chance and everything else. Uh, like I think certain things, comedy, horror, and like even action to a certain point, don't get the look that they should get. Uh, really looked at when it comes to these type of movies it's always like a drama family drama or you know all these other things that they look at and stuff and they kind of snub about 50 percent of the population who likes all these other kind of films and that doesn't care about you know the the three billboards and, and wherever you know what i'm saying like who cares about outside of nobody wants to sit down and watch like you know the what was that the green book or anything you know like a oh, lot of people don't, don't care about that, story. On that crap yeah but a lot of people don't oh. care about story or even Best la la land to a certain winner. point like who no. cares about uh a, a story with two no. white folks in there and dancing around winner. la and the la white guy supposed to be like the king of jazz like, who cares about that kind of stuff? Like, I understand there are audiences. For I that, make that obviously. joke about La La Land a lot, and a lot of people get so angry at me. It's it's angry at La La Land. Like, that's yeah. yeah, it's that's a movie dumb. about you know, white, like white straight, people, white people invading jazz. jazz. Straight up dominated they just get angry. The, they're like, yeah. you didn't watch the film. You didn't watch the movie. It's not about white people making jazz. I'm like, I don't care. I was j- I was kidding. Get out of here, bro. I don't even I care. Don't, like, listen, care. I'm just saying. That there's a half the population that doesn't even care about the movies they most of the time take care of because they only stick to specific style movies. Like I said, it's got to be some drama based on something. I actually, hey man, I saw a tweet from uh, you know someone we all know, John Roca. I saw his tweet. He was very upset that they didn't nominate. She said, and they nominated the Fablemans and said he called it another jo- another instance of Hollywood stroking itself instead of. Mm-hmm. Um, telling it's telling the truth about itself. I have never She's seen this movie. She guys. said, "Yeah, I, I haven't seen." She said, and I haven't seen the Fablemans yet, so I don't know where what broke. I, I don't. Not either. I, 
Yeah. I I don't know where you know. So Roka's a little mad Roka's about that. Mad as well, on the internet. What else is new? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, Ferris, uh, I hate to interrupt you, but we have we have a caller on the line, and uh, cool. we're gonna bring him on right now. It's our good buddy Brennan Marr. What's going on, Brennan? How you doing tonight? Hello, hello, guys. Hello, How you doing, Brennan? Doing good. You know, I was thinking with uh, you know with the Oscars lately. Um, I was talking to my dad about this the other night, but you know what's weird is that I think that awards are a weird thing because they're only important in the short term. They're not really important in the long term. Um, what's interesting is I think that, that, that there is a lot of justified, uh, you know, people being upset about. Uh, the awards, but what I was thinking is the real test is what do people say about these movies in 20, 30, 40, 50 years? And it'd be interesting to see what happens uh, down the road. What do you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and open up on that subject. It's like you look at something like Star Wars, they didn't get a lot of accolades. Yeah, first couple of Star Wars movies did win some uh, Academy Awards, but all in like special effects and sound design and stuff like that. Uh, but mm -hmm. they didn't win anything like Best Picture or whatever, but they are recognizably known as probably the, some of the most important films, that trilogy, uh, that first original trilogy especially, some of the most important films that's ever been put in the movie theaters and everything after that is like, a drop in the bucket considered to what they did and the kind of waves that that like series did uh in the in movies period right uh so like they are too. that i would rather have that making bank money uh still being some of the most important talked about films in history than having something that wins an academy award in the very next year you get forgot about it's like i said that's the yeah. problem with these academy awards they get made in a statement earlier where he said a bunch of elitists now Anytime you have an award show for anything, people can always throw the elitist out there. And a lot of people do no matter what it is. But the problem with the Academy Awards is, is when Dagan makes a statement like that, I can't argue against it. Right. I can't say <laughs> this is only for the elitist or this isn't for the elitist because of the simple fact that because of a lot of the decisions they make and the way that they vote on this thing right here, the way they vote for the Oscars and all that. It is a bunch of elitists. Like, Popularity I can't make the argument that it's yeah. not. So, like, that's the problem I think the Academy Award has. I think the Academy Awards, well, if you want people to start watching big time and start following big time and start loving these movies that are actually nominated, we're going to have to blow up the whole voting system the way they have it now and change it into some other thing. Maybe it's like a committee of, like, 20 uh, directors or something like that, right, that, like, rotates. It doesn't even stay the same all the time. It rotates yeah. every year or something like that. But go ahead, Brennan. One of the things is I see William Harold's uh, comment here about Shakespeare in Love and Saving Private Ryan. You know, that happened a long time ago. Yep. What's years interesting ago. is, as far, yeah. as far now, I'm going to be controversial and say that I prefer Shakespeare in Love to Saving Private Ryan. Oh, that my God. Right. Said, Whoa. Wow. That being said, what movie is, is more important of the two as far as film history is concerned? Saving Private Ryan. And it's clearly mm -hmm. Saving Private Ryan. You're going to turn on Saving so, Private Ryan about 100 out of 100 times well, even instead though, of watching Shakespeare yeah. again. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, what it ultimately comes down to is 
is the award is irrelevant because none of those two films is clearly a more important and more a film that had a bigger influence on Hollywood than the other one did. And so it's kind of like the the Star Wars thing where it, where it um, even though Star Wars didn't win like this picture or anything, it is of the movies that came out that year, it's clearly the most important film that came out that year. So I think well, that's really what it goes to show you. Yeah. What it goes to show you is that it really comes down to what does time tell us about the movie? You know, that's what I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Brennan mentioned I'll that, uh, I have, that uh, Star Wars I have, I have the something. most important that year. I'll let you go in a second here, Ferris, but I would argue it's the most important film of all time. But yeah, sorry, go ahead, Ferris. Uh, no, um, like there, there was one year where, so like, part, like I said, like I watched Roma, I love Roma. Roma now winning best picture after you gave it to the director. Like, how can you give something yeah, best director, point. but then you don't give it like best picture when it's yeah, winning every other award? All right, I'm gonna be no, honest. No, no, with no, you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No, no, like, uh, I, I know, what you, I know where you're going. Let me tell you something. No, 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 shut your mouth. All right, you talk Let's to goddamn it. It's my turn. I, go I know where you're hours, going, guys. I know where you're going, Justin, but I'm saying it, it won every other award as well. Like, it won everything it was nominated for. And then you give it to Green Book over Roma, as well as this. To this day, let me tell you something. Joker winning, Joaquin Phoenix winning for Joker for Best Actor was a crime. Let me tell you yeah, why. It was. No, it, it was. was a crime. You know who should have won it that year? Adam Sandler. Possibly, to this day. No, like, no, not possibly. Yes. It was him. He was the answer. Him. He was the answer. And they and for weeks, I kept, I kept hearing, oh, Adam Driver's going to win it. Joaquin Phoenix comes on like, then you're not watching who just made the best performance. It was Adam Sandler that year. He it was a robbery. It's a crime. He didn't even get nominated. Well, you know what? No, that's a crime. What's you don't get interesting nominated. about that? It was a crime. What's interesting that you say that there is, is that, is that when, it, when it comes to art, it's hard to say what is the quote-unquote best. Because it's all a matter of opinion, really. Yeah, that's oh, exactly subjective. right. It makes a good but here I was going to make that really point. Quick. Thank you, um, Brennan. Appreciate you saying that. Uh, yeah. Ferris, Ferris I, on that particular example Ferris gave, he's correct because it won all those other awards. It just didn't win Best Picture. Like, how are you going to nominate it and it win four or five awards and then not yeah, be called Best Pictures is stupid? Now, but I, if it was only, say – won the best director and that was the only other award it won and then like it didn't win best picture i understand because like you can direct something really well but it still not be the best story or the culmination of everything put together so like everything maybe you were the best director but like the story was better here the looks the feel the all the other stuff was better in this other movie i could see those switching out but yeah if you win four or five of the damn awards like are that are major ones and you don't win best picture that's just stupid that's just you saying well we already gave this other movie five awards let's give this other one that we think is really good too like yeah, this award. I mean, also too tom hooper's the king speech to. over the social network was bullshit so i want to point that out that was bullshit actually i would have given it to inception but but I think what it ultimately movie. comes down to is is awards or not, if you like a movie and it's your favorite, then let it be your favorite. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. 
That's the way I live my life. Yeah, that's I, I don't. I don't think Brandon. it could be said any better, everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon. Oh, why you? No yeah, no what. love for the no love for the Batman in any of these categories, really. But uh, I mean, Brandon, while we still yeah. while we still have you on the line, uh, we we we're gonna. Sorry, say that again. I, I still love it anyway, regardless. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Brennan, while we still have you here, uh, we're, we're going to do our corner segment here of the show. And we we're us Ooh. we usually go to our DC corner first, but we're going to go to our Star Wars corner here, switch it up a little bit oh while we still have you to talk about this one. The story here, as IMDb was interviewing Ms. Daisy Ridley for the new her new film, Sometimes I Think About Dying, she was asked about her oh, thoughts no, on potentially returning potentially returning to the Star Wars franchise. And Ooh, she yes, said, yes. here, quote, I mean, I'm open to a phone call. <laughs> I'm looking for employment. So there you go. She's basically saying, yes, ah. I would love to return as Ray. Uh, Justin, I know you did a big uh, a piece about this on the channel, as you all could watch, defending the character of Ray. I, I always kind of put it this way. I think Ray is a great character. I love what Daisy Ridley brings to the role. However, it's like one of these wrestling situations where you have a uh, somebody that's booked horribly. They're a great wrestler, but they're just booked terribly. Um, that's kind of what, what I think about Ray. But I would well, love to see her return. I, I may have to fight you on that one, Dagan. Yeah, you might. Yeah, I mean, Brandon, <laughs> honestly, you love the sequel trilogy more than a lot of even more than me, and I defend them a lot, like uh, and everything else. But the thing with this thing is, Ray is like, of course, for one. But like this thing with Desi Ridley and 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 being Ray, of course, like this is makes uh, sense in a couple of different areas. One being she's I haven't seen her do anything else, so like she might be hard up for some money. Hell yeah, bring me some of that Disney that's money. I'll be man. glad to play Ray. You know what I'm saying, uh, and everything else. So that could be some situation. Yeah. But also it, it is like I did that thing on the channel that's about Daisy Ridley and about uh, the Ray the character where. I, I think this character was unfairly judged multiple times for multiple reasons during the thing. There may be other reasons that I don't cover on that uh, particular show where you may still like find, well, I didn't like her on this and that, and, and if it makes sense, that's fine. Right. But there's a lot of things that got dished her way for that character that was unfairly cri unfair criticism and everything else. And it didn't even make sense. And I yeah. kind of proved those during like yeah. the show that I did on the channel. It's been like a month or two ago or whatnot. That I have it on there, and I'm yeah. going to have plans to do more of those. Video. But our editors been busy and everything. But yeah, thank you, Brennan, for uh, saying that. But like, yeah, okay, go watch that, and like, then look at it and go. Do I want to hear Brennan's fair these year. Do you think Brennan that's fair now? Oh. Right? She was getting yeah. that hate that? because of the time period. Brennan, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? Well, I would love to see her come back. Um, I mean, regardless of what people think about the sequel trilogy, I mean giving her the opportunity to come back and to do more with, with the character, I think it's a win-win situation because if there are people who are not satisfied, they have the opportunity to correct that in future movies. And for the people who were satisfied, it's more Ray, which is great. So I think it's a, I would love to see a return. I actually think a trilogy, a new trilogy with those newer characters that we just had in the sequel trilogy, yeah, a trilogy yeah. by themselves well, would you actually say that, play Justin. out a lot better. 
Let me throw this out there. That'd okay, be really so, fun. so so Damon Lindelof has reportedly signed on to direct the next Star Wars movie, which in theory uh, will be released through Christmas 2025. I've heard people throw this idea out there because it's been speculated that this movie is going to take place after the rise of Skywalker. The idea that Ray is I don't even know if you call it episode 10, but like it's a new story involving Ray leading a new uh, generation of Jedi. Basically what we wanted, a lot of fans wanted to see Luke do in the new trilogy. You give that role to Ray where she's kind of, she's got a, the Jedi Academy, you know, it's a Jedi, Jedi Academy movie. That would kind of interest the hell out of me. I mean, but that's just that, that would be fine. I just think that those new characters were actually better than they were led on to be. But I do think some of the problems with the movies was because they had to fit in the old characters as well. I think that it, caused more problems point. than it it's helped. A Right, because you had to deal with Princess Leia, you had to deal with Luke Skywalker that were still around, Han Solo, and all these old characters, and you still had to keep them around and everything for particular moments and stuff. I think they brought a lot of baggage into the new films. I think a new trilogy is people with Oscar Isaac and and uh, Ray and Finn and those characters that we got to know and everything else during that trilogy. Oh yeah, I think oh yeah, I think would be like really fun to have, and they don't have the old baggage that you have because now those characters are gone. Maybe, I agree. maybe, yeah, and you might as well just go episode 10 and 11, 12 at that point, right? Because it's like, and you always think about it like 10 years, yeah, 2025, 10, 10 years, years after The Force Awakens. It's like, yeah, here's 10, 11, 12 with the new characters and like, and an actual thought out movie one, two, three through line through all the films with some, some consistent storytelling would be dope. Yeah. Just yeah, you're that'd, muted. That'd be fun. Yeah, but like, yeah, they, they they have plenty of time to think things out now. There's been too much time in between a Star Wars movie. You're Disney, and you yeah. own Star Wars, and it's been this long for a Star Wars movie. Get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? Shit or get off the flight, Disney. Yeah. Like, sell yeah. it to somebody else if you're not going to use uh, it. Come on, man. It can't be that hard. You have the money uh, to hire the best talent in the world. There's no excuse. It's kind of like the New York Yankees not winning the getting in the playoffs. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I, 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 the World Series because okay. they have all the money all right. in the it's world. Like the right. the the world and that you should win. You should be winners. You should be knocking them out of the park or whatever, man. Listen, I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is dumb. You're sitting on your hands. Like it was like me and Dagan talked about like when we were used to talk about DC a lot, like a few months ago. Like the biggest thing is you got Superman, for instance, you got him in a damn bullpen. What are you doing? Superman is one of the best iconic characters out there, and you're DC and you can't come up with a story for him. Are you that stupid and dumb? You got your best player sitting on the bench. Get him out there, get him start playing. Your best IP is Disney right now. The with the biggest fan base out there, period. People would go see it no matter what, even negativity or whatever. It don't matter. Even people who but hate it will Star see it. Wars. Get even the people who the, hate it will see get it. Get out of that sandbox. Just make a new movie. Make something that the fans would adore. Why is there not a movie you know, based on the old Republic yet? Like a lot of fans would just go you see it. You have a lot of material. You have a lot of material. A lot of material to use, man. Interesting use it. that you mention Damon Lindelof because I just rewatched the Watchmen series. Pretty good. And that guy knows a thing or two about storytelling. I still haven't seen that here. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. He I mean, it's HBO Max, maybe they, they, they don't miss it. HBO, no, it's HBO. And I think that if he does a Star Wars a project, that's, that's got some... Uh, he's got a lot of talent, so... I, I hope that they do like, make the... Uh, 
that he gets to make his movie. You get Ray and Grogu in there te teaching a new generation of Jedi, and I'll, you got oh, my fine. money. Three yeah. movies of that, yeah. Well, an, old Grogu Grogu? an old Grogu, yeah. uh, an too. older, old older Daddy. Grogu. No, he'd be like older. a young, a young uh, adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Hey man, hey, some of the fans were so in, locked man. down into the original trilogy. Why don't we just make an original trilogy remake? You know, there we go. Yep. There we go. Let's, let's really if? burn the world down. Let's what really if? do it. Yeah. Well, it's called it's called the Force Awakens, Justin. Yeah, Force that is true. Yeah. That's true. The remake of it. Whatever the case is, I'm excited. I'm excited. For sure. Man. Excited hey, Brandon, thanks so much. For sure. Uh, thanks for calling well, in, man. You got any final thoughts before we get you? Yeah. Uh, nope. Just uh. I can't wait for Mandalorian season three. It's got yeah, March first coming up. It's coming, coming up. soon. Can't wait for it. Hey, the season, baby. Yeah, the last one. Right. The last I'm of us about, gonna get gonna, us there. I'm about to go through and oh, rewatch. Re man, thanks, Brandon. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm about to go through and uh, rewatch the first, the first couple seasons of the Mandalorian again, leading up to the new season because I definitely, definitely worth revisiting. Hey, it's not that difficult of a task since they don't have two hour long episodes and twenty of them each season. Well, speaking of two hour long episodes, Justin, we've been going for over an hour already here, and we still got a few topics to go through. So let's rapid yeah, let's quick. rapid fire through the rest of these. We got Jason Momoa recently meeting with Warner Brothers to discuss his future and his quote here uh, when talking with Variety, saying that it was very, very wonderful. I'm in the house of Warner Brothers and they're liking a lot of the stuff I'm doing. We got a lot of good things coming. He also says, I will always be Aquaman. The rumors are, I'll always be Aquaman. Ain't no one coming in here and taking that shit. And then there might be some other characters too. I can play other things too. I can be funny and savage and charming once in a while. So... I don't know if somebody took this as he might be coming back as Aquaman. There's also rumors of him playing a Lobo, I think, at one point. Or mm -hmm. they? Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say on this other than I'm not like a bit massive Aquaman, but no, I think Jason It makes sense he's really met with WB and he's also doing coach speak here. It's just a bunch of general garbage. Yeah. He, he doesn't come out and say he's definitely 100% playing in Aquaman, the next movie that comes out two years from now or any of that. It's all speculation. It's whatever. Like I said, it's like hearing Bill Belichick on the microphone. I mean, of course, he's a little more entertaining than Bill Belichick, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah, Ferris, any thoughts mm -hmm. on this? Uh, yeah, it's just, he's basically kind of like sticking his claim. Like, I am, I will always be Aquaman. Like, kind of like... That, I don't think that means like he he's coming back as Aquaman as like as like as like a for sure. I think it's just nah, him saying. Use it for that. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll use it for that, but I don't think that's what it what it meant. I think it means like he'll always be Aquaman. Like when you think of Aquaman, you'll think of Jason Momoa. Because he's cooler guy, than the actual guy from the comic book. He's one of the few well, guys. Mm, he's one of the few guys that has taken his character and made it better. Man, Aquaman mm, dude see, was lame. Aquaman no, was lame. There, no, he wasn't lame. It's because you were you're stuck in the 1960s version, Justin. Because you're would decrepit get his old ass bastard. No, the you read the newer versions of Aquaman. He's you awesome. In the desert. You throw him in the desert. He's done. There's water in the desert, dummy. Like man, but he's not enough of it for him to like whoop up somebody's ass. Like I mean, he's getting his ass whooped. All right. I'm My God. Somebody, cl somebody read, clipped. Somebody clipped Read the newer versions of Aquaman. Stupid. Man, you know what? The original versions and the ones after that and the ones Cartoon, after that. Yeah. Suck. Though, yeah, yes, he was yes, 
Him and his orange and green, and he was riding a seahorse. Yeah, he looked, he looked stupid. But the newer versions in the newer, like newer, like his, he has a newer Seaman kind of gold. He, was he called Seaman at one point? Listen, there's an old phrase that's been out there for years, and there's it's been out there oh, for a reason. You can't polish a turd. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what costume you put on the man. Like your opinion on Aquaman. Your opinion on Aquaman is a turd. Man, you're a turd. Let's go. You're a turd. Gun discussion. You're right? a hairy yeah, turd. Let's, let's, let's yell some more here on the show about uh, James Gunn is uh, taken to Twitter to oh, he, sort he of uh, talk down certain certain people. This one guy tweeting at him. Please do not encourage Guardians of the Galaxy cast to follow you to DC. Find fresh actors that can craft brilliant characters and forge new memories for audiences instead of swimming in the same muddy pond. And uh, this kind of thing. Don't have all the Guardians actors over cast him in some of these new movies. But his reply was that we have hundreds of roles to cast, he says here on Twitter. As I've always done, some will be brand new faces. Some will be actors with a, that I've worked for. And some will be actors you know who I've never worked with. Is that the actor fail and their ass part? I would add to them. As long as they're professional and they fit the role, there you go. You should cast them. Better if it's somebody from Marvel, uh, or oh, he's, just, he's just casting Dave Batista because he worked with him with Guardian, sort of thing. Hey, if Dave I, I mean, Batista's the. Yeah. If Dave Batista is the is right for the role, you cast Dave Batista. God damn it! All right, if he's yeah. perfect for it, you, you cast him. It's that simple. This, that's the issue. That's the James way you, Gunn's an idiot. That's what it is going to be called. James Gunn. This is what this topic should be called. James Gunn's an idiot because all you're doing here when he keeps doing these stupid ass replies for no reason at all and everything else is getting old. Guess what, Dagan? Who is he getting ready? old Twitter fingers again with his old Cheetos dust on his fingers because now they're like, ooh, ooh, James Gunn replied to that guy, so now I'm going to make my little trolley statement to hopes he replies to yeah. mine and everything yeah. else. That's all you're doing, James Gunn. You're a damn moron. James Gunn is an idiot. I will not. I am not hyped about DC like some of these other people are. All right? May, hopefully you're not the like guy Peacemaker? Helping him, I keep you're forgetting like his name, but hopefully Peter the guy Stafford? helping him is like, yeah, hopefully that guy can step up and take control and really be running this and James Gunn just be like, whatever, because people just kind of like him because of the Guardians of the Galaxy and because he did a, a decent Suicide Squad or whatever. But get out of here, dude. This dude hasn't proven anything. He hasn't done anything, but make dumbass comments and fight with people on Twitter, for God's sakes. Get out of here. Shut your mouth get and get here, the job James done. Gunn. Maybe if he was like getting and uh, uh, reading scripts and like hiring people for roles and doing all getting stuff ready for pre-production, we wouldn't and not being on Twitter making all these damn he literally just he literally he literally tweeted it out justin and it was literally like like three minutes of his day calm down well you know what man that's three minutes that he wasted three minutes (laughs) that went down to the garbage because now that three minutes is gonna multiply this is nonsense this is nonsense this is nonsense how do you allow this man to come on the show and spew all this stupidity Dagan? how does this even happen he's He's an idiot. It's not about, dumb. Man. It's no, the no, truth. No. Justin's the idiot. You're an idiot. No, no, you're an idiot for thinking he's not an idiot. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. He fell for the the troll trap where he wants people want the response. I get that, but that's what James Gunn's always been. He's always been that. He always responds to everything. He's called out Grace Randolph. He's called out Variety. He's called out publications that Do people you think mess up. 
change that title right now because that's a lie right there. I'm the smartest man on the planet. And let me tell you this right here. James Gunn, you know what? He can go suck it because I'm telling you right You're now. You're doing this so like, he can respond listen, to your comment. I hope so. That's my there point. I'm actually proving there my point. Is. Like, go at him right now because there he's a gosh darn idiot. Like, people straight up 100%. Right this is there. ridiculous right here. This dude out here, this man, James Gunn, put the damn phone down. And get the job done. Right you, there. You, you know see what? that? You right there. Up. You screwed up when you got rid of Henry Cavill as a Superman because he looked like freaking Superman, for God's sakes. He was like this perfect hire. No, he didn't job. screw up. You got he didn't rid screw of up. You got rid he of it. didn't screw now, up. That's guess what, big man? I'm defending what, him on that man? one. Because no, you wanted to make I disagree. that stupid decision. I disagree. He didn't right screw up. Here. You're an idiot. No, you're completely wrong. No, you're restarting. You're restarting the DC you knew. You're blowing up. You're restarting it. They're going with an old school Superman. He's going to be a younger version of Superman. Henry Cavill's too old for their Superman. Their Superman's going to be in his early 20s and teenagers it's not ageism they literally superman. said they're doing oh, a young superman, superman story it's a young else, superman man. story it's a He's young a goddamn alien ferris it doesn't matter what age he is what the hell you know what i'm saying Who's but, he, saying but henry cowboy's a human ever why is it that not one of his superpowers? He's so you're, overpowered. Oh my God, you're He's so the most stupid. He's superhero you're, of all you're time. Stupid. And he you're stupid. You're stupid. You are stupid. You he dumb. literally said it. No, he you literally dumb. said it in a publication. We're we were starting the universe. We're gonna our Superman. This I is the first film we're said. getting from him. Starting shit except for wars on Twitter. No, he literally said the first movie we're gonna be creating in our new universe is a young Superman film. He's gonna be in his in his high school. Early teens, late teens, well, early twenties. You know oh my why? god! Because you know oh my god! All these you're little an idiot. He's got on Twitter you're, you're right now. Moron. When he you're, doesn't get the right stupid. guy for the job, or the fans doesn't he like, he is the right guy, guy for the job because he gets the tone. His peacemaker what? was brilliant. You, you so you want you want Superman to go around acting like a dumbass peacemaker? No, peacemaker was peacemaker. You see how he got peacemaker? The essence he chose John because Cena. he's always he doing him. something goofy. Fair, so of course he did good on that. Of course that's why he did good on Guardians of the Galaxy and why he did good with uh. Peacemaker you know how and stuff he made like that he made C, his, Yo, the Mantra. Guardians of the Galaxy were C list comic book heroes in the comics, and he made them A listers. Nobody bro. knew about, nobody cared about, and that's why they now everyone the now everyone cares about them. Funny and you stuff care and about you care about a talking raccoon. Played by Bradley Cooper, goddammit. Because of the fact that it got put on a film and it was done. Like, I ain't going to sit here and say that he did a bad job. He did a good job with those things. But they're nuanced and they're, like, crazy funny stuff, right? Let's so you don't see think you can do a nuanced uh, Superman film? You don't think you can do a nuanced Superman Let's see. Oh Tell me an example. Tell me an example that he's done that before. Tell what? me. Paris, comic book why genre, did, why James did you Gunn, come on serious plot, drama. Just ask Do it. Do it. He did super decision to come on the show tonight he did super well, get out of here dude yeah i'm just telling no, you right now the god better make you're an idiot. his his superman the, decisions the serious the moments in guardians of the galaxy his superman decision is going to be the most important tell me why that's not right Groot sacrifices himself where Groot sacrifices himself and he saves the the, the entire team and he blows up and he became baby Groot it was it was hard so my last statement was he made, he made, he made me us that a his tree. next hire, that his hire for the Superman role is not the most important thing he's ever going to do. It is going to be the most important thing he's going to do. Well, when he fails at it and the people start going at him big time on Twitter, where is he going to have the time to do anything else? Because he's got to fight with all those idiots on Twitter. Like you? Like you? You're an idiot? Yeah, I'm going after him right now. Yeah, I'm tweeting at him right now. Tweet you know what? Him, stupid idiot. I'm becoming Twitter fingers. Go on Twitter mm -hmm. there's. Mr. Cheez-Its, Cheez-Its hands. 
over there. My goodness. Well, I there you go, everybody. I let that go as long as as possible here. Let's let's move on to our next topic. Keeping the show going, everybody. Uh, we got we have Ferris's rage quit on us here as we start to talk about The Last of Us. Justin, I fucking love this show, man. It's so awesome. This is my new favorite show. It's gonna, it, they've set quite the bar. I love Mandalorian. Just can't wait for season three. But I, I this is a very high bar for television that's been set for 2023. And it, I'm not alone in it because record-breaking, it continues to break records here. Episode two bringing in $5.7 million. This is, or $5? Wait a minute. 5.7 million viewers. It's not at the box office. I got box office on the brain. 5.7 million viewers for HBO. That's 22% increase from last week's 4.7 million viewers. I think this is the first time ever happened uh, in the history of HBO to have such a jump like that from episode two from one to two. Usually it's the other way around. Usually it dips a little bit after episode one. So I think, you know, justified for sure. The show is just so great. It just It's only been two episodes already. I'm in love with this. The story, the the acting, the, the look of it, how scary it is. I just, I'm, I am on board for The Last of Us. And uh, yeah, we'll go on to you guys. Uh, We've what done do you think, some Jesse? reactions as a team together with some mm -hmm. of our Patreons and everything else that uh, our editor is pretty busy right now. Whenever he gets uh, time and stuff, maybe we can get some of that stuff put together as a cool little montage of the first two episodes so far. We've done our first two episode reviews. Ferris came up with a great idea, giving the man props for props is due because uh, I really enjoy. I've actually rewatched our shows and I don't do that all the time because I think it's cool to uh, go back and watch like as we're talking, seeing Ferris actually play the game while we're talking about the show and that episode. And we're trying to play the time and the game at the same time that we would be in the show and everything else. So that that's even interesting as well. Unfortunately, this last time Ferris died like six times, so he didn't get super far. But hey, that is what it is, right? So, I mean, it happens. You know what I'm saying? It happens. And he's distracted. He's talking about the show. But man, dude, Chef's Kiss, I could say things about this thing for five hours straight. Just nothing but great stuff. The yeah. actors, uh, everything about it. Uh, for the first time ever, I actually went and looked for it because because I was like, man, I'm curious. Is there any negativity out there? And there actually is some negativity about this show a little bit. It's oh, kind of crazy. Just a tiny little like, bit. But like, yeah. like, like, like for one was like, jo oh, they made Joel. They made Joel pacifist. A pacifist. I was like, the dude beat a man to death with his fist. Whenever and when that was Wait, done, he was the first he, one to grab a machine gun. He beat a he killed when's, a person. A pacifist. A, yeah, he killed who a person called, with a wrench. Get, with a get that man. The, whoever whoever said then, that, get them on the show right now then, so Ferris can yell at them. Like, bro, I wish I remembered the uh, the the YouTube channel it was because I would have told everybody to go look at this idiotic or idiocracy that was being said. But like, he killed a person with a pipe wrench. How's that pacifist? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then they tried to say, well, you know, and they also made him weak. They like gave tests. Like uh, more of uh, like she was the leadership role and stuff. I was like, bro, how have you played the game? How are you? Have you played the game? Yeah, that. But also no, with that being said, Ferris, look at the show. No, but look at the show. Take it from the show, not even the game. Like she even tell the one guy, the Robert guy, that's got her like basically locked up. You know, holding her hostage for, until they figure out. Mm -hmm. He was worried about Joel, right? Like he mm -hmm. was worried about Joel. And then when she comes back to meet Joel that night, she lays down with him. They get up the next morning and she tells him kind of what happens. And then he goes to go off. And then she's trying to just calm him down, trying to like make him make a better decision or whatever. He beat but like him ultimately, with his hand. ultimately, she's like, hey, we're going to get what you need. We're going to get what you want. 
but we need to do it this way. That's it. Like she was trying to like get him to do like a smarter decision or whatever, William but he was Harold still going to do what he wanted to do. He's a pacifist. Like peacemaker is a peacemaker. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's some stupid comments, bro. Some people make the dumbest comments. Like I said, I wish I'd have remembered the YouTube <laughs> channel that was on there because I actually looked up, like I said, something to be kind of negative. And they were trying to be like super negative at certain points. It was like, bro, shut the hell up. Y'all don't even know what the hell y'all talking about. Yeah, dude. you did. I don't even know what you're talking you're about. Just trying you're just trying to sound cool and be the one guy that's like, oh, I'm so cool because I'm the one guy that doesn't like the left of us. It's like, you know what? Just one of them was on. British, so it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? They were like over there. It makes there no sense. Like, no, it makes no oh, sense. Doesn't see that, see? It's not proper. That's, uh, no, guys. It kind of sounded like that guy for real. <laughs> nah, man. That's, that's just dumb. Like, he literally kills a man in episode one. He kills him. How's he with his fist, which is like way more hardcore than shooting he, him with a gun. Yeah, he beat gun. a man to death. He beat a man to death. Beat a man to death. Yeah. Like, what, Chet, what are we doing here? And Chet, like he, uh, uh, with that being yeah. said, he's trying to leave the girl behind this whole time. He has to be talked into it. Yeah. Right. Like he's just he like, yo, bro, let's her. go back. Yeah, yeah he, he wants to leave like, her. Yeah, like, yeah, like how hardcore cool. is that, bro? Like, you're not being a little uh wuss. He's still sticking to the same character. Pedro Pascal, amazing, awesome. Give this guy all kinds of TV awards or whatever because he deserves it. This freaking this show is amazing. Pedro Pascal's my guy. Pedro Pascal is the man. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I think I had something else to say about this show, but I, I, I it's it's late and we're we've been going for a while here. So uh, if I remember, I'll save it. Oh yeah, of course. Shout out to you guys for doing the play along slash review video that's been on our channel now. That's uh, getting a good amount of views. So go check that out if you haven't yet. It's funny because there was a few people that came in the comments that thought we were a different LGR, like LGR gaming. That's why it's funny that they thought that. Yeah, we're just hey, bro, we get even ready getting, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we. This is the thing, man. We've almost hit it, guys. We've almost made it. You know what I'm saying? When you start getting, uh, like, uh, mistaked for like a bigger channel, that's whenever you know you're starting to climb your way up the, you know, the the pecking order. Yeah, there. You know I'm saying we're almost at 800, guys. Give us. So we're, we're about 10 11, subscribers 11 away, away. 11, 10, 11 subscribers away from, from 800. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. But, but yeah, let's with our last two couple topics. And it's, of course, my favorite, probably my favorite portion of the show. And that is, of course, the horror show. <laughs> Real quick, that I'm a liar. What's up? Uh, so, right. Proof 100%. I'm not a liar. I told you I was going to do it. Oh Chains got to hire Superman. Stop talking to people on Twitter. I added him. Oh my God. You're wow. so stupid. Wow. There you You're go. You're so stupid. Go. I think that tweet. That tweet. Definitely. Got him. <laughs> You're such an imbecile. You're such an imbecile. Yeah. Oh my god. That's that's a thing that's now on the internet. That's yeah, that's a thing. Guys, Megan right. is getting a sequel. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie. I got a chance to see it a few weeks ago. I loved I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I liked it. and uh it is getting a sequel. Given its success, uh especially at the box office doing it as much as it has, it's almost hitting a hundred million dollars globally. That was as of uh six days ago when this article was put out by Variety. Uh, reporting that they have uh, they got a sequel in the works called Megan 2.0. So you got a three and a two in the title, Megan 2.0. 
scheduled for January 17th, 2025. So two years of pre-production script, I'm sure, being worked on currently. Allison Williams, spoilers for part one. Spoilers for part one. If you haven't seen part one, um, I'll put the little thing up here and I'll take it down when we're done. But uh, Allison Williams and uh, young up-and-comer, uh, let's see, what is her name? Violet McGraw coming back for part two after surviving the events of part one. But there you go. Megan Sequel yeah. in the works for 2025. I'm hyped. I'll go see it. What about you guys? I, I actually rate it above what you do. I actually love this movie. I had a really good fun time with it. But this is the problem sometimes. This movie is making money because it's something new. It's something interesting or whatever that you don't see every day. So, oh, yeah, I want to jump in there and see this like lifelike doll that comes to life and starts doing things and everything else. So it was really fun because of the fact that it was a new kind of way to tell a story. And it was interesting because of that. This is the problem I see with Megan. Unlike the next movie that we're going to talk about, which I have a totally opposite opinion on, this particular movie, I don't think you should do a sequel because I don't know, at least not now, maybe wait like five years or so, give it some time to breathe, and then you have enough time to come up with something that could be just as different, but still like in the same little world or whatever. But here goes my problem. All right, cool. So part 2.0, you just saw this Megan doll do what it did kill all these people and only a couple of years later you're going to be cool with trying to make the 2.0 version and you think you can do it better and the same <laughs> thing is going to happen it's going <laughs> to start killing things again like spoiler alert megan oh, yeah. kills people and like and that's the thing right yes, that's, that's the, yeah so that, that's yeah. my point is like it's going to be the same thing yeah you're going to add a couple of different new kills and stuff in there but it's going to not feel fresh or whatever is like it is it's not going to make the money that i don't think that this megan one's making because i do think this Megan's making money because it's new and different. I am interested to see. I won't spoil the end of the movie, but the end of part one obviously sets up for some something else to happen. So I'm interested to see where we go with that portion of it. Like, yeah, there's probably going to be another Megan doll, a 2.0 version that's running rampant, killing everybody. But how do they then get there actually, from where we got at the end of the first movie? Actually, you got a point. Film, if they don't but, try yeah. to sustain it to one doll, because you're right. She downloaded it, it, it makes you believe mm -hmm. she downloaded herself into the uh like spoiler, spoiler alert. Yes. It makes her believe that she got downloaded into like the the little home system, like the, AI. What do they call it the yeah. uh, AI, her her artificial intelligence got the Alexa yeah. home security, Alexa basically. Yeah, right. So like there you go. I just made everybody's Alexa turn on. Not Alexa, play Metallica. Yeah, not gonna lie. That would be really cool. Like a family buys this house that the AI is uh, led by Megan, right? And they don't know it. Everything happens. And then you have a couple of nights here and there where some weird things are going on, like stuff's turning on and turning off and doing all this weird stuff and everything. You don't know why it's happening. And then all of a sudden Megan shows herself and she's the artificial intelligent uh, intelligence that's uh, kind of running the house and she locks all the doors and keeps them trapped in there. And there's things that she's doing to like cause them harm and stuff like that. That could be really super cool. If they go that route, right? If, if it's not Megan the doll, if it's like Megan Alexa, you know what I'm saying? That's like uh, trapping them in the house and doing some crazy stuff like that. That would be new and interesting. I'd jump on that. I just don't care to see another doll movie in the next year. I just saw one and it was good, right? Yeah. I'll go see it. Again, if that's an interesting concept, something fresh like the first one, I think it'd be interesting. But any thoughts on this, Ferris, before we move on to our final topic of the night? Night. I didn't watch Megan, so I didn't see it. There we go. Sorry. Perfect. Another movie that's getting a sequel that's in the works is Violet 
Silent Night, another movie that I thought was very fun, very entertaining. David Harbour starring as Santa, kind of a, a, a cross between Die Hard and a slasher movie. You know, there's there's some elements of, of Home Alone thrown in there as well, but still feeling like it stands out kind of on its own as its own holiday movie. I thought it was very good. Another movie that uh, made 70, 75 million globally on a budget of only 25 million. So given that, of course, looks like we're getting a violent two. I don't know if there was a lot of setup at the end of that one for uh, another one, but I, I'm sure that there's something that they could come up with where David Harbour's Santa Claus is once again thrown into a situation where he has to murder a bunch of dudes uh, to save Christmas. So um, I'm interested to hey, see. He's not sexist. He murders chicks too. True. It would be diverse with our murdering. Right, right. We got to be got to be diverse with that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody's equal. So like, listen, opposite take on what Megan just happened because I think this can be a fun thing that you release every few years under during Christmas time, obviously. That's obviously what it's about. Violent Night, Santa Claus comes down. He's even a little drunk or whatever, and he bumps into a family that's getting robbed, and then he has to take matters into his own hands. You can put out a new little thing, right? Like, this is a cool gimmick that you could use over and over again, and the story could, or, or like the story or whatever he gets into could be totally different each time, right? It doesn't always have to be a robbery. It could be something else. Santa Claus is doing his runs on Christmas. Bam, shows up somewhere, and there's some horrible thing happening that he has to stop. Like, this can actually be something that you could do every couple of years, and it still be a fun little, almost like a tradition with your family. If you're a family that likes kind of like horror action, like that kind of thing, people get murdered and stuff like that, like, baby, wow, let's do this. This will be our every couple of years, like a family get together or something around Christmas. You could have fun with that. Like I said, make it a tradition. I can see where this story could do that because of the fact that you, every time it could be totally different characters, uh, except for the Santa Claus. That'd be the only thing that right. sticks to be the yeah. same. And there could be different situations he bumps into. It don't always have to be a robbery, like I said. Yeah, you make a good point. Like, I, I hate to tell you all, but there's a lot of bad shit that goes on in this world, uh, even on Christmas. So uh, for him to to run into another situation where it, it could be under different circumstances where he has to kind of very uh, realistic. help save the day. Very yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very, very realistic. David Harbour is Santa Claus. So realistic. Saving, um, like but, saving someone, <laughs> saving someone's things like Christmas. Stopping terrorists. Yeah, pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for us here tonight, guys. We've gone a little bit longer today. I think this is our longest episode of the show that we've ever done. If you don't count the uh, the trailer reactions, like our, our trailer Palooza episodes that we've done, uh, or the one episode that we did where we also reviewed Stranger Things season four, we did like the show and then we did the Stranger Things review. We kind of combined it into to one thing. This has been our longest episode, so there you go. Congratulations, guys. Shout out to Justin and Ferris for uh, arguing again on screen. Uh, Delia over here uh, pointed out earlier she missed having you guys argue about something on a show. It's been a while, guys. It's not. It's that not really an argument. When... It's, it's not an argument because I always win. No, he you gets don't dominated, win. No, man. you don't. Have you don't ever seen another you're man wrong. dominate you're another man? Wrong. Like I you're have dominated this man over The only thing you're dominating is your significant other. You ain't dominating me, son. You don't dominate nothing. You dominate nothing. I got a better beard. No, you don't. You look. You look like you got food stuck in your beard. I think a bird. Bird lives in your beard and it shits in it and it smells like shit. Bro, let me tell you something. You know what smells like you got, shit? You got, you got a bird shit beard. Your you got a bird shit smell beard. like shit. Your opinions smell like shit. You are shit. That? You are shit. 
you're a big turd wrapped in the James Gunn DC universe that makes it even more smelly and disgusting for some reason. You're, you're, you, won't get the you're, job you're, you're, you are the human embodiment of diarrhea stuck in a Star Wars hellhole. Whoa. Wow. At least I'm nothing but a big bitch. There yeah, it is. Hey, hey, listen, I'm telling you right now. Hey, you should have hit the outro. This should have been the outro. They should have hit the outro. Doo universe. You know what I'm saying? Now, dummy. Now, dummy. Can at least the in outro. Star Wars, you're a fucking idiot. Third, you're a fucking idiot. Where you're in the DC universe, there's so many turds wow. you can't even. No, tell there isn't. No, the but I, no, I'm not a turd at all. That's how stupid it is. You just admitted you were a turd. You just admitted that you were a turd. You admitted that you're a turd. You admitted that you are a turd. Get us out of here. You admitted you a little scorned bitch. There ain't gonna be no problem, bitch. I ain't you alive. New shoes, new tracks, like who's that? New shoes, new tracks, like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year. It's a new me. You a turd, bitch. You a turd, bitch. No, don't do that. You a turd. You a turd. I run this show. You move slow when I move fast. And next time, guys, come on. Only I can make a change. Slowly take a step today. I will never be the same. Cause that's what it takes. Who's a fucking idiot? Shooter man, old turd burglar. Get out of here.